They were about to give some charity, sadaqah, to others, and then they hold themselves back. They pull back at the last minute because they wonder, wait a minute, if I give, it means I'm going to end up with less. When I end up with less, does it mean that I'll have enough? Do I think I'll be needing this money tomorrow? And we're overthinking when we're only about to give two ringgit, right? We're overthinking it. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Welcome back to another episode on the Mizi Wahid podcast. And this is a continuation of a series that we're doing this month in the month of Maulidur Rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam and we are focused on a very unique theme and that is the theme of giving back. And today's topic is entitled The Psychology of Giving. Why do people give? Why do people find joy in giving? So that's something that we're going to discuss today, inshallah. Uh, but before that, I just wanted to say that this episode is brought to you by Maybank Islamic. Maybank Islamic adopts an Islamic-first approach where they offer customers Sharia-compliant products and services as a standard product. They are also the leading provider of Islamic financial products and services in ASEAN. For this entire month, the Mizi White brand is proud to be partnering with Maybank Islamic to spread messages about the goodness and the importance of giving back. And since it's Maldur Rasul season, we will be sharing plenty of gems from his blessed life wasallam, through multiple audio and visual content just for you. So... Without further ado, let's begin this week's episode. So let's begin with a question. Why do you give? Some of you might say, Ustaz, I give because I am encouraged to give. Because my religion, it always reminds me of how blessed I am. And when I feel blessed, one of the things I should do as a show of gratitude is to remember those who are going through hardship and then to lend a helping hand to them. And when I do that, I believe that God will bless me and my life. Everybody gives for a different reason. Some of you give because it's, um, it's a culture in your family. It's been happening for generations. Your family always organizes a get-together for um, the poor people in your area, in your village, amongst the neighbors, you know, anybody who's going through a tough time, feel free to contact me. You know, it's something that's been passed down from generation to generation from amongst my family members. So if you ever need help, please don't be shy, okay? It could be because of that. It's been normalized in your family. It's been normalized uh, as a culture uh, within your family. So that's beautiful, right? However, there's another thing that perhaps will be good for us to understand. Why do some people uh, feel more, I don't know whether the word is addicted, but they do appear to be a lot more in love with the idea of giving. You see them volunteering the time, the energy, the knowledge, the skills, all of the time 
they volunteer for one organization and another and another as though they have a lot of time in their hands when they don't. They're very busy people too. But they just get a kick out of giving. You know, they just find so much joy. And even when they're physically exhausted sometimes, they get this boost when they know that there's a chance and opportunity for them to do something good uh, for the sake of others, right? Let me share with you what some research and some articles have shared with regards to the joy of giving. First of all, a Psychology Today article states that your brain's pleasure circuits are activated by acts of charity. So anytime you get involved with an act of charity, your brain communicates pleasure to you, right? You feel good whenever you get to do something like that. The neurotransmitter dopamine plays a critical role in making that person feel good whenever they give. So this is going to happen whether or not anybody sees you doing good or if nobody at all notices that you did something good. This is an innate feeling and emotion that only the giver can experience on their own. They feel really positive. They feel a sense of pleasure. And what happens when somebody feels pleasure? They want more of it. When they have given and then they felt really, really good, they look forward to the next chance and opportunity to help someone again. It could be the same group of people that they help. It could be the same individual or family that they lend help to. It doesn't matter. It could be a completely different person altogether, right? The whole idea is that whenever you give, your brain cells are telling you that, wow, this feels amazing. I want to see who else I can help and when I can do this again. Studies have also shown that human brains enjoy the sense of joy of being a gift giver as opposed to being a recipient of gifts. Now, to me, this is pretty interesting because I think all of us would have thought that, you know what, it's always more exciting to be the one receiving, right? If you're on the receiving end, technically you didn't have to put in any effort, no thought, no money into anything, no time invested into it. Just You just sat down and one day somebody just comes knocking on your door and say, hey, special delivery. It's a gift for you from a secret admirer, from your friend, from your neighbor, from your family. Somebody gave something to you out of the blue without you expecting anything in the first place. Now, isn't that a pleasant surprise? How does that make you feel? It puts a smile on your face, yeah? But it says here that that pleasure is less significant than the more powerful and sometimes more lasting pleasure of being able to give to others. All right? So these are really interesting things for us to study. We study not about others, but we study about ourselves first, right? Let's study ourselves. Let's study our own behavior and our emotions and how does it feel and how does our body react, how, how our mind reacts whenever we have done an act of small deed and charity, okay? All right, so let me share with you a particular hadith where the Prophet ﷺ said, which means, wealth does not diminish by giving sadaqah. Wealth does not diminish by giving sadaqah. 
I guess what happens with people who sometimes think twice, they pull back. They were about to give some charity, sadaqah, to others, and then they hold themselves back. They pull back at the last minute because they wonder, wait a minute, if I give, it means I'm going to end up with less. When I end up with less, does it mean that I'll have enough? Do I think I'll be needing this money tomorrow, next week, next month? Do I have enough for emergency funds? And we're overthinking when we're only about to give two ringgit, right? We're overthinking it. Those are very good questions, but you're overthinking it, man, when you're just about to give, you know, five ringgit or two ringgit. You're like, come on, okay? Sometimes, sometimes we may be overthinking it. The Prophet said, wealth does not diminish by giving sadaqah. He continues, Allah augments the honor of one who forgives and one who serves another seeking the pleasure of Allah and Allah will exalt him in ranks. Hadith narrated by Imam Muslim. Whenever somebody, let's say this somebody is us, whenever we worry about losing when giving, I hope that today's podcast episode will remind you about the potential joy in giving. The reward is probably not something visible to us today. We'll not see it, we'll not know of it until the Day of Judgment, when inshallah we'll all be rewarded handsomely for our contributions. But the beginning, the present moment, we, we don't know. And that's why sometimes we'll feel less motivated to give now. Like, what is the instant reward I will get? The instant reward you will get may not come in the form of money, may not come in the form of divine rewards, heavenly rewards. It may actually come psychologically. It may just simply make you feel a lot better. I have this signature program that I've been doing called The Art of Letting Go. I've been doing it since 2013. And there are many batches that have graduated from this program. It's a weekend event, a retreat that I do with a small group of 20, 25 participants. And at the end of the program, I always tell the participants that as much as you're thinking about your own personal struggles, I want to remind you that if you begin to think beyond yourself for a moment and try to see how you can heal others, through some kind of small act of charity, of volunteering your time, your expertise, right? Or giving something that you own, a, a, part, a portion of it. Just giving a portion of something that you own to somebody else who is also going through a tough time. Trust me, you're going to start to feel like letting go is a lot easier than you thought. Moving on will become easier as well. But what do you need to do? Instead of sitting down, having a pity party, you know, feeling sad for yourself, go out there. Be a blessing in another person's life. Because certainly, wealth does not diminish by giving sadaqah and our brain cells will tell us that this act is giving us a lot of pleasure and once you feel that, you will want more of that. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless you and reward you for being able 
to help a lot of people, inshallah. I want to share with you a verse in the Quran where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says from Surah Al-Hadid, verse number 18, Na'udhu billah min ash-shaytanir rajim, Innal musaddiqina wal musaddiqati wa aqradullaha qaradan hasanan yudha'afu lahum wa lahum ajrun kareem. Sadaqallahu al-azim, which means indeed the men who practice charity and the women who practice charity and they who have loaned Allah a goodly loan, it will be multiplied for them and they will have a noble reward. MashaAllah. So Allah promises that the rewards will be multiplied in a big, big way. All you need to do is to think about others sometimes and help others out when you can. Before we end, I would just like to share with you another way that you can also give and contribute without perhaps sometimes noticing that you're doing some kind of a good deed. This is a product introduced by Maybank Islamic. It's called the Ikhwan Mastercard. The Ikhwan Mastercard, what it does is that it will take 0.1% from your purchases and donate it to charity. Okay, And this charity has many different beneficiaries and you'll be doing lots of good without you perhaps even realizing that you are capable of. Okay, So 0.1% for charity purposes uh, with every spending. That's something that Maybank has promised that they will do, inshallah. Okay? So among the beneficiaries from the past is that they've done iftar for the frontliners. Okay, frontliners are amazing individuals, sacrifice a lot for the community, for the nation, say thank you to the frontliners. They've done qurban for Malaysians. They've contributed to the funds to help save a child's heart. Okay, for those going through cardiac issues, they have zakat funds for Muslim beneficiaries. They also give back to non-Muslim beneficiaries as well. It's, it's quite amazing. It's quite remarkable the amount of help that they are able to do uh, and how you can participate is by using the Ikhwan MasterCard. Because even when you're spending on your groceries or spending on your basic needs or anything else, 0.1% of that will be going to a good cause. And so let's not miss out on this opportunity, brothers and sisters. Let's seize every chance that we can get to be a ray of hope and to be a blessing in the lives of others, inshallah. May Allah reward you. May Allah grant you all the goodness in this world and in the hereafter. Thank you once again for tuning in. Thank you for supporting this episode, Maybank Islamic. Mizi Wahid signing off. Till we meet again. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.